Hello, my friend, and welcome to this episode of A Call to Leadership. I'm Dr. Nate Saul, your host. I'm so glad you are here. Well, this episode is going to be especially interesting because we're talking about an area that I would suggest that many people face stress. We all deal with it in one form or another. In fact, statistics show that 72%, 7 in 10 adults experience stress at a level to where it affects their health, feeling overwhelmed, experiencing change, sleeping habits, worrying constantly, many, many issues that cause stress. You could be under pressure with work or family or life, big changes happening, just something that's completely worrying you. Maybe perhaps you feel as though you don't have very much control over an outcome, over a situation. Maybe we've overcommitted to responsibilities and we're feeling overwhelmed. Maybe the opposite is true where we don't have enough responsibility. Maybe we don't have enough work or activities or change in our lives. These are all causes of stress in life, financial troubles, children, family, work problems, school problems, major life changes. Stresses are all around us. The list goes on and on. And in life as a person who is out in the world, I have experienced tremendous amounts of stress in my life. I can't say on a scale what percentage of my day is stressed, but I've experienced it. I've experienced stress to the point where I have even gotten health issues to the point where I was having ulcerations. I've had mild depression in my own life, especially when I was younger, in my 20s. And I was just a wreck when it came to just the weight, the bearing of weight on my shoulders. Do you ever feel like the weight is just too much to bear? And you get up in the morning, I would get up in the morning and I would feel the backpack. I would put a backpack on and it was full of heavy gym weights. I would strap it on every morning with all of the pressure and the stress that I am facing in my life. And it's real. It can be debilitating. It can be damaging. There's different kinds of stress. There's eustress, E-U stress, that is motivating. It helps us to engage. Then there's another kind of stress that is distress. Distress is a stress that causes us to check out, to burn out, causes us to disengage, to have misery rather than mastery. That's not the kind of stress that we want in our life, not the kind of stress we need, not the kind of stress that will help us to overcome our obstacles. So what do we do when we're feeling stressed out? There's all different kinds of ways that we can work through stress. And I want to just talk about one exercise that I have found to be helpful, not only for me, but also for my leadership students who I get the blessing to coach when they're faced with a high stress situation. And maybe that situation is I'm not sure of the path or trajectory I should be going. Maybe I have a major life change right now. Maybe I'm faced with not only a life change, but a life change that has implications for those around me. Maybe I'm hearing all kinds of negativity around me in the decisions I'm making. And when I know in my heart and I know in my mind and I know that I have 100% confidence in my decisions, but others are telling me I should go a different path, a different route, and it's causing me grief. It's causing me stress because I don't want to believe that. I don't want to believe lies, but I don't know what to do. You've tried different things. You've tried meditation. You've tried prayer. You've tried talking with people. You've tried crying. 
and uh, you're still in a rough spot. This is something that I think you should try if you haven't tried it already. And it's not even just necessary, by the way, when you're having stress. You might not be having stress right now. You're listening to this episode, you're watching it on social media, and you're in a position to where, you know what, Nate, I'm not really that stressed right now. Well, that's okay because this is for you as well. It might serve a different context. It might serve a different purpose. But when you are stressed and you are going through a difficult decision, you can refer back to this. Now, I want you to think for a moment about yourself five years ago and ask yourself the question, is my current challenge today, is it a challenge I had five years ago? And someone listening today would say, yes, Nate, if it's finances. I am in the same exact spot I was in five years ago with my finances, and I have very little financial gain. I'm in a very difficult, precarious situation. Perhaps my electricity is going to get ready to shut off, or I can't pay my rent or my car payment or my insurance or any number of those things. I face that myself. And you're in the same spot. That is challenging. However, uh, there are things you can do today that perhaps you did not do five years ago. And there are things that yourself five years from now is going to thank you that you did to change your situation when that time comes. Five years is coming, regardless. And someone listening might say, I might not be here in five years. That's true. I might not be here in five years. I might not be here in five minutes. That's the nature of life. Someone somewhere is having their unexpected last moment every moment of the day. But if you're listening, you are here so you can participate in authoring a better future state. What we're talking about is vision, yes, is decision, yes, but we're putting a spin on it from the perspective of how do I fully engage in my life so that the future me is not only less stressed, but in a better situation. Now, how do I do that? It's real simple. You get a time machine, go into the future. No, I don't know that that's possible. Your future self has a time machine and comes back and talks to you. Well, that's actually more possible. You say, Nate, I think you've lost your mind. You've flipped your switch, as we used to say back in the day. Well, of course, your future self isn't going to come back and talk to your current self like in the movies. But what your future self can do is it can share what the future will look like if you do this, this, and this. You see, your future self needs you to make the decisions that lead it to a better future, just like your past self did in some ways and should have in other ways. Think about a decision or decisions that you made over the last five years that have helped you. If you were to write a letter back to yourself five years ago, what would you say? You'd say, thank you. Thank you for doing this, this, and this for me. I'll give you an example. If I were to write a letter from myself back in 2020 to myself in 2015, it was just, I was just completing my dissertation and defending it. And I was embarking on a brand new part of my journey, a brand new chapter. I was much clearer. I had more emotional maturity. I had grown tremendously and not only intellectually, but spiritually. And if I were to express that to my past self, I would have said, thank you for committing to entering in your program, your PhD program. Thank you for that. Thank you for engaging and involving your spouse in that process. You're closer than ever. You have a better relationship. Thank you for having the time and the energy to still spend time 
with your family through that process and not forgetting the immense value of that first priority. Thank you for that because today we're closer than ever. There's going to be some things that are going to come across your path. There's going to be some things that are going to be testing you through that process over the course of several years. I want you to remain true. I want you to remain steadfast. I want you to remain in love and don't lose sight of the power of hope, the power of faith, to not compromise your witness, to not compromise your love for God and for people. Don't stop believing in the unlimited possibilities for progress. Don't get distracted by shiny objects. You're going to see a few of them coming across. Those are byproducts. Stay focused on the prize of serving well. And when you read and learn about the scripture that says that aiming for greatness, the one who is greatest among you is not the one who serves, that is served, but the one who serves, hold on to that. You're going to need it. You've got friends. There's going to be some sleepless nights. There's going to be some trials. You're going to win and you're going to lose. You're going to make some really tough mistakes. You're going to knot your stomach up. They're going to make you think twice if you're even worthy to lead. Let me reassure you, you are. Because today, five years in the future, we are so much stronger. You will overcome. You will not be defeated because no matter what setback, no matter what failure, it won't be final. It will be feedback because you are a warrior. You're going to be able to help many people. You're going to share. You're going to grow. You're going to achieve success in your field. As an entrepreneur, you will bear fruit. Your business will thrive. You'll make positive impacts on countless lives. You'll spearhead innovation. You'll create solutions. You'll build your legacy. I want to make sure that you understand the importance of perseverance during this journey. You're going to face those obstacles, many, many setbacks. Remember that your obstacles, your setbacks, things that don't go right, it's not a reflection of your worth or your potential. It's an opportunity for growth. So embrace the challenges. They are valuable lessons. Use them as fuel for your determination. And in those coming years, you're going to meet wonderful people in your network. Those skills will begin to flourish. You're going to build alliances. You're going to surround yourself with people who are like-minded, who share your passion for making a difference. Recognize, hold on to those collaborations. It's going to open doors for you, doors you never thought possible. And it's going to expand your journey beyond measure. And don't forget, as success comes knocking at your door and you embrace it, never lose sight of those core value. Stay true to yourself. Always act with integrity, with empathy, and use your influence and your resources to help others. Uplift them. Create that positive change that is in you. For who else? For your community or beyond. And don't lose sight amidst all the busyness, all the demands of your professional life. Maintaining that harmony of life, family, friendships, finances, faith. It's paramount. Make sure you prioritize self-care. It'll be the first thing that you'll want to get rid of. Prioritize it. You need to be healthy 
and strong. It's not selfishness. It's actually selflessness to take care of yourself and make sure that you have the temple that is worthy to, to carry the mission that you've committed to, the worthy cause of serving. So keep nourishing that. Keep nourishing your personal relationships. Take time. Stop and indulge in some hobbies or activities that will rejuvenate your spirit. Pick up a wrench. You're going to be surprised. You're going to pick it up quite a bit. That's what you enjoy. Nurture them. Be holistic. You're going to find renewed energy. You're going to find joy in both your personal and your professional endeavors, your life. And lastly, it's not about the destination so much. You're always focused on the destination. Finishing strong, cherish the journey. The destination absolutely is exhilarating, but growth, learning, transformation, all that occur along the way are just as significant. Embrace each milestone with gratitude, with humility. Never forget the people whose support and guidance have played a vital role, a central role in your success. Don't forget them. You know who they are. They need you too. They love you. As I finish sharing about all of these things in thankfulness, I want to make sure that inspires you to strive for greatness in serving others. Stay resilient. Adversity is coming and remain grounded in your faith and your values for the future is bright. Massive potential waiting to be unlocked. That's what my letter would read. What about yours? If you were to write a letter from your future self, to your present self. What would it say? What are all the possibilities? The optimistic letter, not the pessimistic letter about everything that went wrong, but the optimistic letter about everything that can go right. Let that letter be written from your hand to encourage you through the deepest depths of your challenges and your setbacks and your stresses that light, light is at the end and we must continue to strive for that light. Your life is valuable. And your future self is waiting for you to make the kind of choices that lead to a better future for yourself. So write the letter. Write the letter today. Give yourself all of those pieces. It might look different, but what it will do is it will give you strength and courage. It will give you clarity of your vision. You'll have clarity about your goals, about your aspirations. It'll help you to articulate, define what success means to you. And it'll help you to set clear intentions and create a vision that's worthy of your future. And then once you begin to read it, it'll motivate you. It'll inspire you. Reading a letter from your future self, think about it. A boost of motivation and inspiration. It'll remind you of what you are living for, what you are striving for, and it serves to remind you during the challenging times of how to stay focused and determined in your path. It also gives you a chance to reflect on your progress. Think about it. A letter from yourself gives you a chance to reflect on your journey, even how far you've come. Celebrate those accomplishments and acknowledge your growth. Walk in gratitude and appreciation of the progress you have made, and you have made progress. Have that perspective. Allow yourself to be guided. You know, your future self has the advantage of hindsight and experience. You say, Nate, this is hypothetical. You'd be surprised just how much 
foresight is involved when you're thinking about your future, then now what does that become? That becomes hindsight from your future self. So when you write a letter from that perspective, you offer yourself extremely valuable insights, advice, wisdom. I mean, think about it. And then what happens with decisions? You can make better decisions. You can actually avoid potential pitfalls just by doing this. Here's another thing it does. It creates accountability. When you write a letter from your future self to your past self, it creates a sense of accountability because you are putting your goals and aspirations on paper and you're being held accountable by your future self to your present self to actually take action. So it takes these abstract dreams and it turns them into tangible objectives. So you put down the action steps to help motivate you to take those steps to bridge this gap between today and tomorrow. And it also gives you a chance to self-reflect, to grow. The process of writing a letter from your future self requires self-reflection. It requires introspection. It requires envisioning the person you want to become. That's strong because it makes you think deeply about your values, about your priorities, your personal growth, about what's really important. Because what was important five years ago might not be so important today. What was stressing me out five years ago might not be stressing me out today. I know most of the things, if I were to quantify it, I would say at least minimum 90% of the things that I was stressed out about five years ago, I am not stressed out about today. Five, six, seven years ago, I was stressed out about what my kid was going to be like when he was a teenager. And yeah, Teenage years are trying, yes, but he's a good kid. And I was stressed and worried about all that. I was stressed about my business. I was stressed about what was going to happen in the future with all these changes. People who wasn't stressed out when there was a pandemic and didn't know what was going to happen. There was stress involved with that. These moments change. And through looking at my future self and telling my past self, uh, it's going to be okay. You can get clarity. You can set goals. You can align your actions with your long-term vision and help you lead a more purpose-driven life that the future you will look back on. And what will they say? Thank you. Don't sweat the small stuff. In the grand scheme of life, not all of it. There are some very difficult situations, but most of it is small stuff. Well, my friend, we did it again. I'm so glad you joined me on this episode of A Call to Leadership. If you've been with me on the show, listening in, you'll know this. But if you're new, you may not know that I created a free course for you that you don't need to provide an email address. You don't need to go anywhere, but to stay right here in the podcast. I created the very first six episodes of the podcast because I wanted you to have the kind of value that you need to take advantage of to thrive as a leader. If you haven't done that yet, listen to episodes one through six, and I'll see you on the next episode. I'm Dr. Nate Sala, and this is A Call to Leadership.